Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. So you made it through 16 weeks, minus one game. And you're heading into the Monday Night Football game, Chargers against the Colts. You need a big Mike Williams game. You need a big Austin Eckler game. Or you need no points. You need nothing. You're sweating everyone in this game, putting up goose eggs to get teams into Week 17, the infamous Week 17 best ball championship rounds. We're going to figure out if you're going to get there. We're going to share some teams that we maybe didn't get there. You can share some tilting teams that you are frustrated that didn't get to the finals. This is the hour for all of us to let loose our demons in best ball and see what we got going into week 17 here at Spike Week. A little rocket. It's time, know, it's time it. for the rocket, right? Time to <laughs> well, lift us up into the finals. I mean, it's, it's dark outside, so you should phrasing. But um, <laughs> very first, right off the rip, the question I have for you. We actually, Rob and I talk a lot about our teams and stuff for shows and all that throughout the course of the week. Um, we actually do a lot less planning than, you, than people probably think. It's a lot of just a casual conversation. But I don't know. I, I have a an idea of some of the teams that you might be advancing or some of the things you're sweating tonight, but I'm just legit off the rip curious. What are you sweating tonight? Do you have any, anything you need from this game or, or, you know, need to not happen in this game to get any teams through into week 17? I have multiple teams that need a lot of help. And luckily that help is mostly concentrated though. It's Gerald Everett needs to go up for 25 or so. Um, Alec Pierce is another big one for me that if he can, if Everett and Pierce can combine for 50 ish on oh, good Lord underdog, I know it's not easy and it's a, it's a super outside shot, but if they combine for 50 ish, somehow we get the big dog team through playing. So it's not over playing <clears throat> that score from 
you know, Zach Wilson. And it just shows you like our team would have smashed in the, in the, in this round. If we had Jalen hurts, just the 16 points from hurts. And we would have been, you know, his absolute floor. We would have been fine. Um, what a crazy week, man. Yeah. And you know, Ramondre bust, Josh Jacobs bust, but we had CD lamb. Um, the tight end position goes nuts this week as we all expected. And, and, uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting format. We have people arguing about how the structure should be laid out for the playoffs. But what we need to focus on is positivity, getting our teams through. So right now I have four teams in various tournaments. I have two separate Pomeranians that are getting in. One of them is definitely a lock. I have a Pomeranian Superflex that looks like a lock. And I have one from the original puppy that I think is going to get in and some like super outside shots at BBM teams getting in and one more where if Mike Williams puts up 30, I get a underdog team. I'm not underdog. Sorry. I get a DraftKings team through. I love it. I will just bring up our guy hacker shout out hacker saying, keep the structure uh, speaking to the sites, keep the structure. The sweat is too much fun. I couldn't agree more. I, I understand. I saw a lot on Twitter. I tried to stay off Twitter yesterday mm-hmm. on, on Christmas day. A it a, it's a hectic day, um, generally speaking, but got home, ate too much food, had some booze, laid on the couch, and I just saw like five different people tweeting about like, well, they need to change the structure, right? Because I ran bad. Yeah, yeah. On this that's exactly what it is, right? It's always like I have a team that scored 160 points on underdog and didn't get through. It would have got through in my other pods. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, did you advance other like? Did you advance other teams? And they're like, well, yeah. How many points did they score? Well, 145. It's like, well, that one wouldn't have <laughs> advanced in, in most pods either. I just think, generally speaking, to totally nip uh, nip the structure thing in the bud, this structure is awesome. You can argue about little tiny details, semantics, but this is what makes the whole format. Like, it's easy yeah. to, to uh, miss the forest for the trees that you're like, I just want all my best teams to get through, but you would ruin the entire format of this. And I think uh, not just for week 17 and what could happen to week 17 teams, like in terms of overlap of players, but like your sweat, like this is the whole point why this sweat is so much. Why are we having this show (laughs) is because this sweat is crazy, right? You might have a team that's hanging on. And I, I ran into this on underdog. My best team is probably going to, depending upon actually ironically, why is there so much Alec Pierce? I keep everyone keeps saying yeah. they need Alec Pierce. I need Alec Pierce also. Yeah. He's on all like you know. It's like if Alec Pierce scores thirty tonight, I have a chance. Like that's what everyone keeps saying. That's what, same for me too. But it's like I wouldn't have this situation if it was any other structure than what it is right now. So that please, underdog, if you're listening, do not do not don't change this. This is what makes the whole format awesome. These pods, the randomness. And the variant, we talked about this, the variance, it sucks when you lose out on it. I'm going to lose out. I'm, my best team is probably going to score low 150s pending pending Everett Palmer and Alec Pierce tonight. So it, it could score less, but pending those guys. And I'm not even going to sniff advancing because I'm in a pod with like four teams that scored over 160. <laughs> like just i just it was over i had no chance but that's fine that's part of the game it's i one of my best best ball mania teams somebody scored 175 or something in the pod so like you're not catching that team they just had the nuts it's like whatever like it sucks i think it might have been my highest scoring team but i'm not like 
mad about it. Like it's it's like ah damn, I wish this was in one of the other pods. It was the Josh Allen double. I I think there's still there's still like some sort of way for that to advance, but I can't keep track. Yeah, of literally, Pierce. this is this is the, the whole thing. If, yeah. Alec, if Alec Pierce goes for thirty, we're all gonna win. Everyone is gonna win. Apparently, if Alec Pierce goes off. Yeah, and that's why I tweet. I retweeted Liam earlier. I was like, "All the real best ball bros need Alec Pierce today." We <laughs> yeah, knew. It doesn't. We knew he was sense. our last. Hope. Every my whole tweet is Alec Pierce. Alec Pierce hasn't done shit all season, and the whole my whole timeline is like, if I can get a big Alec Pierce game today, I'm gonna get to the to the finals. But, um, I was I was just gonna throw in. So I'm I'm wiped on underdog, done. Mm-hmm. Don't have a chance. Like I mean, like I said, an Alec Pierce like thirty-five point game or something. I think might get a team through, but so I'm done on underdog. And like I said, my my best team that was a really really good team and had a good week. Like I said, it's going to score maybe one fifty or something like that. Just got wiped out. But um, why we play this game? Why we play multiple sites? Why we draft so many damn teams? Uh, I, I'm still pretty pumped for week seventeen. I got three teams that are locked in on DraftKings, two more that are, again, actually both, I think, actually have Alex Pierce. But uh, Alec Pierce and Mike Williams can do something. You know, I, I would need a total miracle, and I actually don't know if I want that to happen because maybe there's somebody at the that's bottom the of one thing. of my – Yeah, <laughs> it's like I got a team that's up by 40 on some guy, and I think yeah. he's dead. But if Mike Williams goes for 40, you know, I can lose. And so ultimately, I think I will get three teams um, on DraftKings into week 17 and i mean what well, me and you both about the same right three or four teams into week 17 mm-hmm. it's all you can add that's it's, it's what we spend the whole summer uh hoping for is is those teams so I, i'm really excited um not as much for this game because i don't have a lot as much writing on this game i know as some other people do so shout out to you guys that are going to really painfully sweat this game but um i mean people, fun. i haven't really heard much about eckler is the funny thing like He's he's a person that could absolutely crush you. Mike Williams, I brought him up real quick, but yeah, the two that I've seen a lot is Gerald Everett and mm-hmm. Alec Pierce that people are are sweating the most. And it's kind of the guys I'm sweating the most. And if it knocks me out of all four to get the big dog in, then I'm all for it. Give me that big dog team in the finals if I can hat with the caveat of if Jalen Hurts plays next week. Right. So it's, fun, it's funny you say it's funny you say that um, my advancing um, I'm advancing in the the twenty five dollar whatever the hell that tournament touchdown dance or something like that mm-hmm. on DraftKings uh, the one that overlaid at two hundred k to first place only like fifty people in the final I'm advancing that team and it it is a it is a Jags onslaught and an Eagles oh. onslaught the comp so Hertz Lawrence you know AJ Brown Kirk Zay Ingram. Devonta, Miles Sanders, has Justin Jefferson, has CeeDee Lamb, is like a really, really loaded team. So that's the one I'm most excited for. My dogs are also excited. But you got to hope that the Jags play. You got to hope that there's a lot to, there's a lot more to sweat in Week 17 than we anticipated this year about players playing, which kind of blows. It won't be the, the normal case every year. It'll be here and there. But, yeah, and we'll, we'll show some of these teams. I have no problem. Showing a team that Cam Makers ran me into the finals with, you know, like we, we, that's the other thing is we have these players that we think are just dead spots on the roster. Cam Akers goes and hangs out with Will Fuller for three weeks. No RB1, right? He was the RB1 on the week. I Cam Akers so. was like three 35, touchdowns. 35 points or something like that. Something crazy. And I wanted Cam Akers. Like I was wrong. Clearly, I was wrong about him in terms of 
season long. He just was, we've talked about this going around guys that I just liked a little bit more. So my Cam Akers exposure wasn't massive, but I wasn't scared of Cam Akers right. for reasons we thought the offense was going to be good. We never thought it was going to be overly great, although I might have to retract that. I did send you our list of offenses earlier today. I can't remember where we had the Rams. They might have been on the second tier. But it was an interesting list to revisit. Maybe we can look at that at the end of the show. The funny thing about that is we would – if you go back – again, why best ball is so great is – you go back and you would say, if you drafted any Ram, you're you're mad, yeah. right? Because you think about it through the lens of your traditional season-long league. It's like you drafted Cup. Oh, he died. That sucks. Allen Robinson, horrible. Stafford, horrible. Akers, horrible for 80% of the season. Henderson, unemployed. Like, like yeah. everybody was – Higby had like three good it games. Fine. Like, fine. like it, it, Yeah, but like – It was a tight end. In a, yeah, he, he, he was on the field as a tight yeah. end. That's about the nicest thing you could say about him. Right. And then in week 16, the second biggest week of the entire season, Cam Akers and Tyler Higby went absolutely nuclear. nuclear. <laughs> and bar- they both buried some teams that I had. I'm just sitting there at Christmas watching Tyler Higby catch turn into fucking, you know, the second coming of of Travis Kelsey on steroids. I mean, that was unbelievable what Tyler Higby did. I never... They're, they're ISO, ISO routing him at the goal line against cornerbacks. Like, yeah. you know, who the hell saw this coming? Who saw Cam Akers? Who saw the Rams scoring 50 points, right? They didn't even have – we've joked a little bit about Ben Skoranek over the course of the last couple of months because he was like the leading target getter for the Rams for a stretch. They didn't even have Ben Skoranek. Like, he's on IR. Everyone is gone from yeah. the Rams, and they hung 50 on the, on the Broncos. It's like, that's just absolutely crazy. But, you know, so you lose some teams to that, but there's other people out there that gain some teams to that. It, it is what it is. And I, I thought that actually that game kind of encapsulated the fun of week se- of week 16. It didn't help me. But, man, like, if you have a Cam Akers team, like, how great are you feeling right now? Yeah. Like, that, that's glorious. And I think I got up. I think I got through because of Baker Mayfield on a team where when we go through these teams, we'll look at them. Um, see, probably should have done some more show prep here. Got my background <laughs> changing. Um, but yeah, we, we got a team through, I think because it's like, it might've been Jalen hurts quarterback X and then Baker. I think it was actually Justin Fields to be perfectly honest. And I think I took Baker in the last round. And Baker's the reason I advanced because Fields only got like nine or something like that this week. He started out hot too. I thought Fields yeah. is going to have a good game. Um, he buried some of my uh, DK teams. Um, not to cut you off, lots no, of sorry. awesome uh, messages. I want to bring up some of the sweats and everything as we start to talk to this from the people from the chat. Because um, we both kind of talked about like we technically have sweats tonight, but probably not to the extent that everybody here has. Mo Dog. As long as Pittman doesn't blow up. Um, also, maybe, these goddamn dogs. Uh, they don't want Pittman they, to blow up either. Don't They're not Pittman fans. Everybody keeps see, uh, um, calling Pittman MPJ on Twitter. And it's really triggering me because there's one and only one MPJ that exists in like the sports world. It's Michael Porter Jr. And mm. also, I didn't actually really know that Michael Pittman was a junior until I kept seeing people say, I need X amount of points from MPJ tonight. It's like, he's Michael Pittman. 
stop with the made up nicknames. It's not, no one calls him. I mean, maybe someone calls him MPJ, but he's not MPJ. Thank you for Modog. Thank you to Modog for calling him by a, a, a name that we can actually understand. As long as Pittman doesn't blow up, Modog's in the BBM final. And I will say, how do you feel about like this game and the Colts and stuff? Cause like, it's easy to feel excited about the chargers cause it's the chargers. Although maybe we should stop letting ourselves get excited about the chargers at this point, but the Colts side, I feel like, you know, we talked about, we joked about Alec Pierce, but there are people that need like, just like reasonable Alec Pierce games. I know in my um, DraftKings three thirty three single entry, Adam Levitan from ETR is winning it and is fading. The guy in second just needs like 9.8 from Paris Campbell. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, a lot of Colts are actually low key rel- like relevant tonight. Zach Moss is on some teams, right? Just like crazy stuff. How are you feeling about the Colts tonight? Well, we get the quarter. If you're if you need points for the Colts, you get the quarterback that you want, right? If I had to pick of their of their starting quarterbacks, it would be Nick Foles. Could he go out there and lay an absolute egg? Of course. But of the three, who's going to go out there and chuck it down the field and you know have the balls to just like doesn't care and lets it rip? It's going to be. <laughs> Nick Foles, BDN. Right? Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. So <laughs> you're excited. You're excited if you have Chargers too, because the only way this game shoots out, I feel, is with him at quarterback. Matt Ryan's not going to shoot the game out for the most part. I mean, that Minnesota game was real fluky. That's not going to happen again against the Chargers, most likely. And you know who's the other guy again? Um, Ellinger. Ellinger is not going to definitely not going to shoot your game out for you. So. Thank Jeff Saturday if you need a shootout because it's the only way it's going to happen. There's no other way for this game to shoot out other than uh, putting him in. So I think I think there's a potential. That's why I'm excited. I'm like, okay, I can get the Everett two touchdowns, the Pierce two touchdown game, mm-hmm. and I see it as a viable possibility. Is it likely? No. I mean, it's never likely for somebody to score two touchdowns. It's not even likely for Justin Jefferson to score two touchdowns, right? <laughs> and it's more likely for him or Jamar Chase than anybody. I'm rooting for Alec Paris and Gerald, Gerald Everett to have career games tonight. So, you know, we're, we're looking for that Christmas miracle. I, you have the Christmas lights on. I went code red. I was like, usually this is specifically for hometown ghost stories, but we're in, <laughs> we're in code red tonight on this game. So we need all red lights is uh, the way I went for it. Um, if you missed some of the conversation, we've been talking about pizza for the last hour in the Spike Week Discord. Uh, Paul is apparently uh, just a disgusting human being who eats a lot of chain chain pizza. We love you, Paul, but please don't send me Domino's. Um, GA is fading 31 points from Palmer and 40 points from Pierce. Think you're pretty good there, Let's GA. Hope, I hope not on uh, Pierce, but... If, yeah. <laughs> We're rooting against you on, I think, I don't know. Apparently if Alec Pierce scores 40 points, everyone, everybody's going to win. <laughs> everyone wins. So, Everybody yeah. wins. Um, David is uh, dust on his best ball teams, but made his redraft league finals. That's what makes this time of the year so fun is, you know, you do still kind of always have something to sweat. Um, uh, J- I saw Jenks, Josh Jenkins, Josh Jenkins uh, posting here in the chat, posted a team that he looks like he's going to get through, and he somehow avoided the the tight end chaos. I think we should talk about this week with tight ends. I really don't know what just happened, but like I thought, like all my best teams basically have Evan, Evan Ingram or Travis Kelsey on them, and mm-hmm. I, so I, I don't have any TJ Hawkinson 
I don't have any. Um, I had a Kittle team, but it was a Kyler Hurts team, so it's dead. And then I think I had a Higby team, which was in a similar situation. So, like, I was crushed <laughs> by by the tight end avalanche, if you will. Uh, shout out to Jenks for getting through with a low tight end score. But I think that's going to make Week 17 really fascinating. The fact that, like, dude, t- so many teams were even using, like, two tight end scores. Like, yeah. if you had... If you had, you know, Higby and Kittle or something like that, you probably use both of their scores. And then to roll that into week 17, theoretically, yeah, that I'm team is a little. Yeah. I'm the guy who had a... both and didn't get it through. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, we just need Alec Pierce. That, that, that's the, that's, but that's the team theoretically that goes to week 17. And if you got through like with Josh's team, Mm-hmm. you're like, I'm not relying upon my tight ends. A lot of these other teams relied upon these tight ends for their 30-point games. I got there without them. That's kind of an interesting variable heading into week 17. It's like, dude, if, if you needed the TJ Hawkinson 40 ball or the Tyler Higby 30-point game, I mean, I hope you're not relying upon that in week 17. I hope your, your team is supercharged. But um, just the whole tight end thing was really fascinating, I think, in week 16. But it still makes it different from last year, right? Where Mark Andrews was the big tight end that got that advanced everybody. So this year you could have advanced with one of those three guys that you brought up, and then hopefully Gerald Everett tonight when he goes for forty. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like even though you're advancing with those tight ends, it's still going to be way more different than last year at the position. Like I I would assume so. And if you got a guy, you got a team through that has Kelsey you feel great, right? Because now you have supreme leverage on a game that the the <laughs> Chiefs still have to win. They still have to beat Denver. Denver just got 51 put on them against the Rams, which means that the Chiefs would probably put 237 points on them <laughs> this week. And if they put 237 points on them, Travis Kelsey's going to get at least seven touchdowns or something like that. So. Right. But no, but seriously, like, He's such leverage, and and you love it if you have him going into a into a team. Two weeks in a row, I think Travis Kelsey is some of the best. I know again, last it, he won't be low low owned because that's mm-hmm. just how it works with Travis Kelsey because he he had a fine week again. But like this past week, we talked about it. Um, I think on the last show that like he was fifteen percent total owned in the semifinals on underdog in BBM, and it's like. He projects like double. Now, obviously, this the projections are projections. It when the games play out, it doesn't work like that, right? TJ Hawkinson can have a forty point game, but when we're talking about leverage, when you go into week seventeen, TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Higby, George Kittle, all these other guys pop off. They're much more highly variant than Travis Kelsey. So, like, you go in, you snuck a Kelsey team through. Week 17 is the perfect spot for him to bury all the tight ends, like yeah. absolutely bury everybody else. And and you got him at low ownership, not even because he sucked, right? It's one thing to get a guy through. You're like, God ah, damn it. You know, he um, Garrett Wilson, right? I got Garrett Wilson through, even though the Thursday night game sucked and the Jets were terrible, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's awesome. But you got Travis Kelsey through, even though he he, he wasn't even bad. Like you didn't have to like make up, make up for it elsewhere. So Kelsey's definitely one of the guys I'm most excited for. One of the first teams I was going to share was my super flex team. And, uh, you know, the structure is a little bit different where you obviously it's a super flex. So you can play two quarterbacks. 
you only play two wide receivers unless your other flex is your wide receiver. But for my quarterbacks on that team, I have Mahomes, Zach Wilson, who's inactive. But I got Malik Willis, Tyler Huntley. Fine with those guys uh, on my roster for a super flex with Mahomes. Then we're looking at like Cam Akers and Tony oh, Pollard. Akers. Right? So Akers propelled this team into the finals. But we got Rashad White as well. And Kareem Hunt, I mean, we got to give up hope on him, I guess. He's just dead at this point. The bra- The only... Uh, kind of opposing argument to that is the Browns are officially done now, mm-hmm. so theoretically they could be like Nick Chubb. Yeah. Let's 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 set it Get down for the rest. rest of the year. Yeah. So then we got Devonte, AJ Brown, T. Higgins, Christian Kirk, Garrett Wilson, McCole Hardman. Hardman should know? be back this week too. Also, so that's you know, nice for that stack. And then my tight ends are Kelsey Everett, Ooh. Taysom Hill. So this team is a lot of fun for a super flex because we see enough guys that I don't really need to use my second quarterback on this team theoretically. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about this, about this team. I wasn't even expecting it. It was one I wasn't really monitoring. And then when I went through teams last night, I was like, Oh, this team's advancing, you know, one of those <laughs> deals. So as we go through, we'll show some more of our teams. Do you have one that you want to show to everybody that you're like, Real excited about. It. I'm gonna end with my puppy team because it's the highest stakes that I have left. Uh, I'll show my other two palms shortly. Great question. I'll see if I can pull it up. If not, I am going to roll through some comments while I try to pull uh, some of these teams up. Um, this is an interesting one. Chris G needs Zach Moss. I've seen a lot of Zach Moss too, which is another thing I would not have expected. Um, Yep. to see from people and i also ha- i have zach moss on a team that's already advancing so you know maybe if he would stay quiet that would i don't know if that'd be good or bad for me but he's a really fascinating guy right this 20th round or 18th round um running back who changes teams and all of a sudden is fantasy relevant gets the chargers tonight who as we know are, are a great matchup got 24 carries last week um, I think that was pretty fluky. I actually like, a, if you know, uh, not financial advice, but if you're in the in the prop game, some of the Deion Jackson props are really assuming that Zach Moss is the guy. And I'm not sure that I would make that assumption <laughs> heading into tonight because Deion Jackson was the guy before. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that Zach Moss doesn't have upside because obviously that's just me, you know, throwing something out there. Zach Moss could end up being the lead running back on the Colts for the last two weeks. They play the Giants next week. So you get a chart. Chris G gets a Chargers matchup tonight, which is like, dude, you need 9.3 points, fall in the end zone, and he's going to score 9.3 points. And then you get a a last-round running back uh, with volume against the Giants next week. He's he's a really interesting guy. Um, I was going to – there was something else. that (laughs) Jake Jake is out here. Uh, I know people are fading Mo Alley-Cox. And that's another kind of there is a lot intriguing about this game more so than just the Alec Pierce meme, but like Mo Alley Cox, like Jake needs less than eight point seven from Mo mm-hmm. Alley Cox to get into the the DraftKings Millie, and uh, I don't think a lot of people drafted Jelani Woods, but Kylan Granson is out, and that's like kind of low key a, a big deal. It sounds like nothing, but Kylan Granson was the lead pass catching tight end for the Colts and Mo Ali Cox is like the lead blocking tight end. So theoretically it shouldn't change a lot for him, 
and theoretically it should mean something for Jelani, but they could also just say Jelani would be the same, you know, 20% snap share player. We're just going to play Mo Alley a bunch. And then you'd be like, well, I want Mo Alley on my team at that, you know, in this new role. So there's just a lot really intriguing about tonight. And I saw a lot of people really fading Mo Alley Cox, which is just a name you would not expect people to be fading, but I uh, thought it was kind of funny. I didn't even bring him up, but I know that when I was looking through, he is on one of the teams that I can potentially get through. I don't remember which one, so I'm not going to go completely digging for it, but there was a team that I had. Mo Alley. It's a, oh, it's actually, it's my BBM team that can advance. It's, it's a Josh Allen, Matt Ryan team. And the tight ends are Mo Alley Cox and somebody else. I can't remember, but if he put up some points along with someone else, there's like an outside chance, probably Alec Pierce. That they that they can get through. Um, <laughs> somehow, somehow, Paul. Only Paul. Paul or <laughs> Eagles. Paul or Eagles. The only people they draft enough to actually be fading Deion Jackson in Week 16. <laughs> like no one. There's no chance that anyone in any draft I ever was in drafted Deion Jackson. But Paul is now fading Deion Jackson. I'd kind of be. I mean, assuming Paul, it's like you, you're okay if he scores. You know. 20 points here. I think you're okay, but I don't know. I wouldn't feel that comfortable fading anybody on the Colts right now. No, we don't know what they're going to look like tonight. And like we said, they could be up tempo and, and uh crush tonight. This one feels good. Brent says he's trailing by less, you know, less than a quarter of a point has Herbert. I assume Keenan Allen, Gerald Everett and Mo, see more Mo Alec, no Alec Pierce. So I'm not sure this team's valid Mo Alley Cox uh, and fe- feeling good. <laughs> Because he only has four point seven as his wide receiver three, so you have well that Keenan. Uh, you need Keenan to outdistance four point seven, so basically Keenan to get five points. That should be pretty good. But Brent, this is this is the epitome of a best ball sweat. You're doing all this ridiculous math to try to figure it out, right? Needs five points from Keenan Allen to get into the lead, but he has teams with Michael Pittman and Mike Williams chasing him, which is extra interesting when he has a Herbert Keenan stack. These, these are like the most painful sweats. Like I, I don't even want to try to figure out how this kind of sweat goes for you when you're watching the game. The, the even more painful ones are like, I had one that I was looking at Gerald Everett for, and I'm like, all right, does anyone in front of me have Gerald Everett? I need to get, I think my tight end scored two points this week. So Everett starts accumulating at, you know, 2.5. I was like, okay, a team in front of me has Everett, but his lowest scoring tight ends 12. So I can make up nine points on this guy if he maxes out. But I, now I need Alec Pierce to do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's those are the ones where you're like, all right, I'm not going to look at this anymore because I'm just going <laughs> to hope that whatever needs to happen absolutely happens. Um, we can look at another Pomeranian team if you want. Yeah, go for it. I can't get my teams to pull up. So let's just, let's just look at yours. All right. So I we can look at this one after if, guys, if everyone wants to see if it's actually as a shot. Ch- chance of advancing we'll start with the one that is advancing we have a 11 point lead right now which feels good um so this is that team i was talking about this is the hertz justin fields baker mayfield team right so mayfield gave us our score we get saquon joe mixon maybe we get damian harris back next week we got mostert um everyone's favorite lucky charm ronald jones who was a garbage monster and then wide receiver, we get DJ Moore, Gabe Davis, Devonta Smith, MVS, Chase Claypool, rest in peace, Russell Gage, probably rest in peace. He looked like he got absolutely mangled last night. 
Christian Watson, we hope, is still there, and 52-year-old Bayless Jones. But we also have George Kittle as the tight end. Hunter Henry might be done for the season, too. I haven't looked at the updates on him. My God, it's a death wish to be an ancillary player on this team, is what we just figured out. <laughs> exactly. They, they all just died off. Matt Ryan. Uh, and may, well, now, now we're on Matt Ryan. Obviously, Rojo died off uh, in June. But uh, I, I love looking through the, yeah. again, the, those ancillary players because you know something's going to happen next week where it's like, when you look at your team, you're most excited for Justin Jefferson and Travis Kelsey, right? And AJ Brown and all of that. But like, again, this week, it's like Tyler Higby carries you, you know, yeah. some, something, something like that happens. And I, I love to look at some of those guys, the ancillary players. And if I can tell myself, if I can wish cast about an ancillary player and get excited, that's when I feel like, I don't know, you know, it gives you a little extra juice heading into week 17. Yeah, let's look at this third place team just to have some fun, see if there's anything we are sweating on this. So Mahomes, Lawrence, Baker. I had a little spell of drafting Baker in the 18th round for like a week because of the – I think it was before he even went to Carolina. Just like, yeah, he might end up on someone decent. So then we got McCaffrey, Rashad Penny, Damian Pierce. Rest in peace, rest in peace. Rashad White. Marlon Mack, Chris Evans, real thin at running back. Um, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Lazard, Drake London, Hardman, Isaiah McKenzie, Marvin Jones. So we're dead. We don't have anyone playing tonight. So this team is stone dead. Um, Would have been fun to have a sweat there. But, yeah, not to be on that one. I will I will go ahead and share. Um, I'm just going to go to the DraftKings page, which I was really trying to avoid uh, because it's an absolute nightmare. But um, – Obviously, you see my. Uh, th- this is not advancing, um, but it's the five fifty five team, which is just could not possibly be more dead. Cooper Cup uh, hurts. It's just an absolute disaster. But we are getting through over here. This is the team I was talking about before that I'm. I'm pretty excited about. It is very thin at running back. Very mm-hmm. thin. Um, but this is in the twenty five dollar on DraftKings, which is, I believe, 54 people in the final. So I feel a little bit better, right? In the, you know, if you have super, super thin running backs in the Millie, it's like probably not, you know, going to get anything uh, useful out of it. But um, I will just run the running backs. Miles Sanders, James Cook, Michael Carter, Melvin, RIP, uh, and our boy, Zach Moss. Mark Ingram, Mark Ingram, RIP, Amir Abdullah. I'll, I'll keep up tiny little baby candle on for Amir Abdullah just in case you know because the Raiders are dust now too maybe you know but I'm not I'm not holding but between Miles Sanders James Cook Michael Carter and Zach Moss you could get to reasonable you know you're not going to win the week at running back with this team Mm -hmm. but like I said this is a Hurts team so we got a Hurts team through into that final which I feel really good about Uh, has Miles obviously but has uh AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. Shout out Devonta Smith for my God, uh, that game was ridiculous. Has CD, has Justin Jefferson, has Gabe Davis, has Elijah Moore. Shout out Mike White for coming back to maybe bring some life into the Jets. Has Christian Kirk, has Zay Jones, has Evan Ingram, right? You just run down the receivers and you're like, holy shit, I should get four good games out of out of the receivers. I just need to find uh, some running back points 
So pretty excited about this team. Again, hopefully Jalen Hurts comes back. But even if he doesn't, you know, Trevor Lawrence against the Texans, don't feel too too terrible with that. And then um, I believe this is the mill. This is my Millie team. Semi excited for this one. A little bit better running back, Singletary, Pollard, Ramondre, and McKinnon and James Cook. So better better running backs. A little bit less juice, kind of everywhere else. But I do feel like Fields Fields gets the Lions, Fields against the Lions, Lawrence against the Texans, and then Kenny Pickett. You know, I don't really care about him, but I don't know. You never know. It's another third potentially got potentially useful guy. At, You'd at rather Denver. have them than have a dead player on your yeah. team, right? Yeah, I got Trubisky teams, <laughs> you know, running yeah. around. Would I rather have Pickett? And then what I thought was interesting about this team is it has Debo. Actually, I got to be one of the only, you know, I, I don't really think Debo is what I would call leverage. I don't think he really has that upside. But mm. if he comes back, it's still just another help, really helpful body, right? Um, and it looks like he may come back this week, which would be pretty sweet against the Raiders. You know, I'm not counting on him, but if you got a 20-point Debo game and that filled your flex or something to win the tournament, I think that would be pretty cool. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about mainly those two teams that I got going still. I think you should, like, I know it's dead, but your, your 333 team, I think you should be excited about that because you had Cooper Cup on it. And it's a dead team, and you're still, you know, six, seven, eight xing your money or something like that. Five right. xing your money, like mm-hmm. that. That would feel great. Like that's solid. That covers a lot of your entry fees for probably the entire DraftKings site. So a hundred, percent. I mean, like we want to get it through, but it's it's nice when your top players out and you still made it to week sixteen with that team. Yep. Uh, totally, totally agree. That was, that, that isn't, I don't want to keep talking about kind of the, the contest selection, but another thing that was a huge kind of feather in the cap for some of those contests that we talked about that we're both into for next year is like, you act like if you make week 16, you make really good money in those, as opposed to like, dude, you make week 16 in BBM. It's, you don't even double your money, <laughs> right. you know? Uh, and so yeah, there's a really like- second third fourth yeah. to, to make anything worth worthy which is yeah. fair it's fair like yeah i'm not hating i'm just saying fire. in terms of you know yeah. when we're trying to figure it out over the course of the summer no i completely agree um i have this other pomeranian team that we can look at it's got 164.9 the two teams behind me do not have any players left and the guy in fourth has josh palmer but I mean, I to the top two advance here. I'm pretty sure this team is it's through unless some crazy shit happens with some of the teams way in the back. But it's a borrow double with Jamar and Higgins. Ooh, it's got Trevor Lawrence running backs are real light. We're looking at Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Damian Harris, Isaiah Spiller, Brian Robinson and Eno. So nothing that jumps out. Fournette seems to be getting a, a decent amount of work down in Tampa, but still, you you don't want him as your main guy. But wide receivers: Jamar and T. Higgins, Juju, Devonta Smith, Garrett Wilson, Zay Jones, Duvernay, and then this was a George Kittle, Tyler Higby, Evan Ingram team. Oh my god! <laughs> so we get that tight end crew through, so we can elevate these running backs through other positions. And if 
you know, this could be one of those teams that's sitting in eighth place next week going into Monday night football. And I have the Jamar chase T Higgins double with burrow and people think I'm out of it. And then I just shoot up the board and take down a tournament with it. So it's an exciting one. Do I think it's good, good enough? I think it lacks a little bit of firepower, Yeah, but um, I still think it's relatively exciting. And the nice thing to, to again, wish cast when we reach this point in the season is who really knows what next week is even going to look like. There's already reports of not really reports, but, and, and I think it was rap sheet. So a huge grain of salt, but was mentioning that the Titans had previously rested Derrick Henry in a big spot like this, because Technically, this week 17 game for the Titans really doesn't matter. It's all going to come down to week 18 for them against the Jaguars for the division. Um, And so I saw it multiple places. I I mean, I know we don't like to go off of his, but I did see multiple reports stating that. So it's scary. It's a little scary, but you know, they they also can't sit everybody. Are they going to sit Zay Jones the whole game? You know what I mean? Like Lawrence, yeah. I mean, it sucks. I had so much warrants. You know who else I had a lot of in the offseason? Like a 20% share of that popped this week was uh, um, Patriots. Kendrick, Kendrick Bourne. Oh, Kendrick Bourne. I thought you were going to say Jacoby because I know how much you hate Jacoby. And that asshole buried me in like two. He also got one of my teams through, so I shouldn't complain. But he buried me multiple places. Patriots wide receivers just popping up for ceiling games all over, all <laughs> over the place. Except for Nelson, Nelson Aguilar, who everybody played. <laughs> Oh, but I, I had Kendrick Board on 20% of teams. Um, unfortunately, he I think there's only one team that he helped me. It might even be the one we're gonna look at in a second here. But um yeah, he I wish I got more of those three, especially with such a high ownership. Yeah, Kareem Hunt is definitely a ghost. I don't know what's going. I've never under like I don't understand what they're using him for. I watch like they'll come in on third and ones on red zone for the Cleveland, and it's barreling Kareem Hunt up the middle on a third and one and it's like Kareem hunt. That's who you're of all the running backs you have. That's what we're doing. You have Deshaun Watson. You have Nick Chubb. You have Dearness Johnson. And we're, we're like, you know, halfback power Kareem hunt or off tackle Kareem hunt. Like what the, I don't, I don't understand his uses at all. And I don't watch a lot of Browns games. So maybe they're using them elsewhere, but based on the stat line, they're not. Yeah. No. Trust me, I had a couple of uh, really good cream hunt teams, and I noticed the stat line being absolutely nothing. This is also funny from Jenks. Uh, this is this, this is what we do. We, I, I, you notice this as best ball players. You're like, well, I'm not dead because I just need Alec Pierce to score forty. And it's like, if you take a step back, how many people scored forty this week? You're like, well, one. You're like, and you think Alec Pierce is going to be the second one that scores forty? points this week it's not the dream's not dead it's not dead dead. (laughs) it's not dead and i want to go to bed early tonight but i'll probably end up watching this entire freaking game game. (laughs) like i did with the bucks last night just praying for a four net i turned it off yeah i i I finally turned it off yeah you were smart i sat there i'm like come on four net just break a 30 yarder because the big dog's super live then like if we get nine more yeah right right we're, we're real live um all right let's look at the puppy do we want to start with the team in second to see if it's live or do we yeah, want to yeah, start yeah. with the team yeah. i want to see that i want to see what's chase what's what's uh potentially chasing first 
right. I, it looks oh. like it's going to be tough. This guy put up 158 in first. I don't even know if we have anybody live. We got Mahomes and Cousins. Speaking of Cleveland dusty running backs, we got Nick <laughs> Chubb, Devin Singletary, Ramondre, Tyler Algier, TDP. What a dud from Ramondre, by the way. Oh, my God. Holy cow. And for this team, it didn't matter too, too much because you see that Chubb was the lowest scoring at 10.7. Um, so he's my flex right now. I mean, you'd rather him score you know, over that, clearly, but he wasn't the killer. And then you see Jefferson, and you're like, how is this team not advancing? You got Debo. Yep. You had Jefferson, Debo, Gabe, Davis, Amonra, Devonta, MVS, Julio. And then we go to tight end, and that's where we probably got killed, right? He's probably got some of those advancing tight ends. We even went four tight ends here with Alberto, LOL. It should be Albert, LOL, <laughs> going forward, right? <laughs> Gerald Everett, Taysom Hill, and Noah Gray. And Taysom did fine. 11.6 was, was acceptable out of him. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, we need Gerald Everett to score 25 on this team in order to get it through. <laughs> Just need so, Gerald Everett to be, you know, what Jalen Waddle did yesterday. No big deal. You know, break a 70-yard touchdown. Yeah. Uh, no big deal. Jesse says, uh, Jacoby's still better than A-Rob. Rob, I, yeah. uh, I, I agree with this. Uh, was the yeah. most tilting bet of my life last year where every week I bet $10 with Jesse that Allen Robinson would outscore Jacoby Myers. And it would be like a four to three game every week. And Myers would win just every week by like a point and they'd both score under five. And it was like the most tilting year of my life based on that bet. You lost those bets every week, and Jacoby Myers didn't score a touchdown. That's how yeah. bad Allen Robinson was. That's how bad he was last year. And this year. And this year, for being honest. Uh, what Mike Rob said, did you guys ever update on how the hot sauce draft was finished? Uh, no, and I, I would prefer not to, but I can try and go look. <laughs> All right, while um, you're pulling that up, we'll go over the puppy team that's advancing currently. So this team put up 167.6, which is which is Ooh, real baby. good. The team in second has 156, so we'll see if he can actually catch us. But let's go through our squad first. So this was the Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff team that I was talking about. And I actually like this team because wait till you hear how different it is. Like you're going to cringe at some of these players, but then when you think about it, you're going to be like, this team is going to be like relatively unique in the finals for the puppies. So – we got Hertz Golf. Puppy one, yes. Puppy one. Puppy right? one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Which I think is the biggest prize pool of them all. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So Najee, I have a Najee team advancing. Dalvin Cook, Devin Singletary, Ramondre, Dearness Johnson. I don't hate it. Like no. Like I would, if you had shown me this team four weeks ago, I'd been like, ugh, get that gross team out of my face. <laughs> But for this to get to the finals, Najee, Dalvin Cook, Devin Singletary, like Ramondre, good team, Ramondre. good running back. This is a legit good running back room. Wide receivers: we have Jalen, Jalen Waddle, DJ Moore, Devonta Smith, Tyler Lockett. Unfortunately, if he comes back though, it's not, it's not, he's not officially out this week. So that it's would not be over. sweet. We're hoping yeah. for the same with Christian Watson. Yep. DJ Shark, like the stack with Jared Goff. I mean, that's fine. Then we have the good luck charms of Will Fuller and Odell. <laughs> but we have the other good luck charm in LaVisca. Um, 
And then we have TJ Hawkinson and Cole Komet. Not the worst tight ends you could have in the world mm. on this team. So TJ Hawkinson should be right <laughs> up there in ownership this week. But other than that, the running backs are what's intriguing on this team to me because the wide receivers are solid enough. And you've been talking about it for two weeks, I think, now. Devin Singletary, late season. The Bills seem to just like to rely on him. We saw it last week against the Bears. We might see it against Cincinnati again this week. And I wouldn't hate it. And having Devin Singletary as that late hammer um, going into that game, I would like to have a bring back on this, which we don't. But, yeah, it's – I really like this team. I like that this is the one. And if we get Hurts back, then, oh, baby, we we have some potential here to – to maybe ship the puppy. And I don't think the finals is too crazy on this one. I don't think they show it on the info. It no, if you go to triggers me. All, yeah, rules. Go all right. So I'm looking at it. It's not popping up on the screen, but yeah, of course round four is 115 players. Okay. That's not bad. So it's not terrible. Um, and first place is 75. Oh, 75. Okay. So it's pretty flat, 40K for second, third is 25, fourth is 20. So top five team on this, you know, hell, top seven is $10,000. Yeah, that'll, at work. that'll do. That'll do. I, I, mean, uh, I, would, uh, love, I would love to ship that. That would be great. The folks are correcting us for not knowing which one of the 17 puppies is the <laughs> um, highest price pool. But Sorry, uh, puppy, three, pu- puppy three got up to a million uh, oh, they went, price pool. They went ham so, on that one, huh? Yeah, they went ham on Puppy 3. Sorry, Puppy, I didn't know if it was Puppy 9 or Puppy 3 or which one was the biggest one. We, oops, that's not what I wanted. Um, we did have a Puppy 3. I don't remember if that was one of the ones that was close. We can, double, oh, so this was the team I really wanted to get through, the Puppy 3 team. So this was a Mahomes, CMC, AJ Brown oh, type my. week team. And I think, yeah, though, so this is the one where the guy scored 175 and Jesus Christ. So I have 152, and this is that variance we're talking about. But look, I'm in fourth place. There's a guy in second with 168, a guy in third with 154. Um, so a lot of pods, I bet this team would have advanced out of it. And unfortunately, we just ran into an absolute monster. Now we're relying on like Isaiah Spiller to do something to score a million <laughs> points. Or Paris, Paris Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. yeah. So we're even dead. have Hawkinson and Higby. That is so absolutely absurd. Not not so this one that I'm gonna share is not to the same level of that, but I I think that while we're while we're on this subject, the combination of what you just showed, and then so I had four BBM teams through, mm-hmm. and I have 141 with this with this team, just really couldn't quite get over the hump, right? ETN Lawrence. Cox ETN and uh, Algier doesn't punch it in. Get a shout out Dante Foreman for being a legend this week. Shout out to you Have, for being on Dante Foreman all off season. I wish I got that was on my guy. One. He has, he has, he's carried multiple teams through for me. Uh, this, I don't think he's going to do much in week 17, but whatever, we'll take it hmm. week 16, you know, get Justin Jefferson, get Jalen Waddle, Tyreek. Tyreek and it, but all these guys are healthy, right? Yep. I know Tyreek didn't quite get there. I know Sutton didn't quite get there. Ayuk didn't quite get there. Palmer goes tonight. Obviously, Osborne, whatever. But, like, f- literally everyone on this team is healthy. I mean, Spiller, we'll call him healthy, but not really healthy. But And then it's like the situation we all drink. We're like, 
well, nobody's going to have Darren Waller. And then, of course, we have our this stupid asshole, Gerald Everett, that's on every, everybody's teams. How far out are you again on this one? A lot. I have 141 and uh, 164 uh... as a first. But it was a point of like, so I have 141, right? I've been, mm-hmm. I was mostly all week sitting in third, fourth, something like that. Obviously, by a big gap, but I was sitting, you know, hovering. And you're just like, okay, one. One big Tyreek catch, one big Sutton catch, one big Ayuk catch, whatever, and it'll get me there. And like, but just like, there's no 175 in this pod, like you mentioned and that you had, but it's like first is 164, second is 163, third is 162. Like, there's, there's six teams at 151 or above in this pod. It's like everybody's running bad in this whole pod. You know, so like I can't even complain. I'm in ninth place with one forty. That's crazy. One, so that's not even in the top half of this pod with 141 points and uh, Palmer and Everett to go. Yeah, you just need 50 from Everett, like uh, Josh Jenkins said in the chat. Yep. And hope that no one in front of you, because I know you didn't go through and see if everyone had Everett. Fuck I would no, know. absolutely not. With not. Teams in front of me. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, I can pull up my BBMs, see if anything's live. They're they're pretty far behind, though. I don't think anything's actually live. So we got an eighth-place team that 157 in first. We have 131. I can't imagine this is live. Let's see if there's anyone that's even playing tonight. Uh, Josh Palmer, what a, maybe. What a, what a DeAndre Hopkins dud, by the way. Holy oh, cow. my God. What? I can't wait to talk about this Arizona team next year because I don't know what we're going to do with it at the moment. I don't know if D hop's going to be on that team next year. They're a mess with, I mean, Kyler's not going to be there to start. The, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying he's not going to be there on the team. I'm saying he tore yeah. his ACL very late. I, they're a mess. They're an absolute mess. Oh, I think this one actually has a chance of advancing. So 157.96 is in first and I have 147.88. So we need we need to Alec find Pierce. 10. I think this is the Mo Alley Cox team. So no running backs tonight. We have Matt Ryan, which would wouldn't matter even if he was playing. He's not gonna <laughs> he's not gonna outscore Allen's 25, most likely. Um so we have Palmer. Palmer and Mo Alley Cox. Two so, shots at the what's the flex score? The flex oh, score is 10. ten, Gabe Davis. So need twenty out of Palmer or Mo Alley Cox to advance this team. Not likely, but not completely not completely dead. You can at least root for that. That's like at least realistic. We were sitting here talking about forty balls from Alec Pierce for the first half hour. That that one's at least like in the range of realistic outcomes. And, and then we touchdowns. see Paul- just two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, two touchdowns, a couple couple yards there. Then we see pods like this where first place is 143. And you're like, God, why couldn't I have gotten one of my good teams into these pods? We're down 20. I don't even know if anything's live here. Uh, I'm just scrolling through real quick. Gerald Everett. Need, uh... Every goddamn team. So it's, four is my flex score right now. So 24 ball out of Gerald Everett. And... Uh, pray that no one else has gerald everett in front of us <laughs> <laughs> and we uh we have it i actually do think i went through that one i don't think there's anyone with gerald everett in front so i don't believe it everyone has alec pierce and gerald everett i thought that that's what we have uh, figured out we established it yeah so 
Um, I can run through it super fast. It would be fitting, given this week, though, if Gerald Everett and Mo Alley, honestly, both like catch two touchdowns with all the best plays being tight end in week 16, it would kind of at least play to uh, the theme. The theme of the week? Yeah, absolutely. the theme that just absolutely buried all my, all my teams that don't have any of these guys. But So he's live. Nobody has him mm-hmm. in front of me. So 2024 at Everett. So, yeah, we're, we're looking for – I think a lot of us are looking for somebody to just go nuclear tonight. Right? We can't have, like, spread – fantasy right. points across the board um some guys obviously that's not everyone but like you're looking for guys like gerald everett to put up 25 alec pierce to put up 25 um mike williams 30 ball the guys that are probably safer feel like keenan alley keenan allen i wanted to say keenan alley cox for some reason <laughs> that's a new one <laughs> yeah so that's what that's the way i think it's going tonight anyways where people are just like looking for these monster games we're just hey Christmas season, miracles are here. Um, my birthday soon enough that we can start, you know, getting some birthday miracles a couple weeks in advance. Let's not get so, ahead of ourselves. <laughs> you just had Christmas. You're it, literally yesterday was Christmas, and now you're already wishing for the birthday uh, miracle. When else it, am I going to use it, Eric? This is all I have <laughs> in my life. <laughs> it's fair. It's very. <laughs> Am I going to hold this to July? Like, can I hold my birthday wish to July when I play the main event of the World Series of Poker? Maybe. Uh, Are you allowed to do that? I thought you were going to hold it for, uh, you know, getting that sweet, sweet ADP value in uh, your your BBM team. You know, everybody loves to post the, look at this team I drafted. that I got this guy two rounds after ADP. Thanks, you know, birthday gods. Thank you. Josh Jacobs, two rounds after ADP. Um. Are you excited about the way the drafts are going to go next year? Oh, very. I'm very excited. I already have. I, some, I, you know, I, haven't, I haven't fleshed it out. Uh, shout out Silas, by the way, uh, and enjoy enjoy the dog walk. I took the dogs for a walk earlier today, and it's still so goddamn cold. Uh, it's really not, and it snowed again today. So that was really was not Good. a lot of fun. And my dogs are stronger than me, so it's <laughs> not great. You know, when they see something that they like, especially when but, there's two uh, of them. Yeah, exactly. They're they're both about eighty pounds and way stronger and faster than me. But I, next year, I, I I haven't formulated all my thoughts, but I actually think these playoff rounds and again, kind of what we were talking about to- closer to the beginning with people kind of complaining about the run out has really like opened my eyes to not anything specifically about like that. We need uh, you know I'm not saying go draft the cam makers of, of next year, but just to the fact of how severe the differences in the, in the, you know, results of this format versus every other format of, of fantasy football, Mm -hmm. even like the main event and stuff, right. You still just got to get through in that league. And then it's like a playoff sprint, which is kind of what people want. Drafters obviously is really just a long, a, a, a season long contest of scoring the most points, which also has kind of some weird nuances to it, too. If you go look at the top team on uh, winning $250,000 on drafters right now, you'd be like, What? Because it yeah. really doesn't make that much sense. But just the nuances of this game and then the overreactions that will surely come next year. Like, I'm 
I, I feel like I have the itch now. All right. Like we're, we're not even to week 17 yet. And, but I feel like I have the itch. I, I'll regret that in, you know, June or something, but I'm pretty excited for, for what's to come. Obviously most excited to see how week 17 plays out first, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited. But again, mostly because of what we just saw in like weeks 14, 15, 16 and how drastically those weeks change everything and how little that's accounted for through the whole summer. Right. The whole summer is never ever like we do talk about week 17, mostly jokingly, but we never talk about the weird nuances of this game. And I'm not saying that there's something specific that we need to be like, oh, this is an edge go draft cam acres. But I think that just acknowledging it and at least being thoughtful about it is something that we can do to maybe give ourselves an edge. So I'm pretty excited for that uh, the next you know nine months or whatever. Yeah, I think um, the other thing people need to do, don't be down if you're not making it to week 17. This is the opportunity to learn. Not everything that you did was wrong. Not everything that you did was right. The way to improve is to self-reflect, like with anything. You need to look back at yourself and what were you doing during drafts? Was it something that you're confident doing again going forward? Is there tweaks you want to make going into the next year? Again, we're going to talk about all of this. And just because the process didn't work out doesn't always mean it's wrong. You can play the best poker tournament of your life. Doesn't mean you're going to win it, right? There is some variance that creeps into everything that that is in this sort of field. So my first data point goes off of the discussion we had last week. I am going to compile the the raw points for like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and maybe that's it for those three guys. And then I want to compare them to some of the higher scoring late round guys. Um, I want to see what the point differentiation was. Like I have a Mahomes, Jared Goff team and Mahomes, I'm going to throw out some arbitrary numbers, but they're going to be close to what they were. It was like 260 for the season for Mahomes and like 110 for Jared Goff. But that doesn't mean that Patrick Mahomes wasn't close to him in some of those weeks, right? So what was the actual number of different differentiating points? Right, that's and, not points added. That's not points right. added. That's that's raw points, yeah. Raw points. So it might have only been, you know, that we actually would have only used like 30 points of Jared Goff or 40 points of Jared Goff. And if that's the case, does it make more sense with these big quarterbacks to just have their backups? to just have a Chase Daniel, to just have a Gardner Minshew on your team for these weeks, for weeks 15, 16, 17, A, if they rest players, and B, if they get hurt, they're going to pull them more quickly. Like, you guarantee, you know that if there was a playoff game this week that Jalen Hurts would have played, right? If they were in the hunt for something, they he would have played. So is it going to work every year? Absolutely not. But who cares? Because when it doesn't work, it's just a roster spot that you're wasting on a guy that you could have wasted on Carson Wentz or uh, Mitch Trubisky or, you know, Zach Wilson, Baker Mayfield, although he helped me get a team through this week. You know <laughs> what I mean? Or or to Hacker's point, uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, too. It could be that it could be just take Josh Allen and don't worry about that zero in week seven or whatever. Absolutely. Right? You, you talked about your big, you've talked about your big dog team um, multiple times about just how insane that team was. Now it obviously 
got a horrible run out in week 16, but over the course of the entire season, it won by 250 points or something like that in the regular season. When you have a good team, when we talk about it all the time, drafting like you're right, I'm not saying you have to only draft one quarter, but like this is not a, a rule. But sometimes if you draft like you're right and you draft, again, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, the run out on that team is such that that second quarterback is so useless <laughs> that yeah. like you, you you may get literally only the points when they play on the bye week. Hell, they, they could be, you know, you could get a Zach Wilson or a Carson Wentz, like you mentioned. They're not even playing on the bye week. Like a lot of crazy stuff happens and you could get, as Hacker says, you could get Donta Foreman on that. Would you have rather had Matt Ryan, right, on a Josh Allen team this week or no backup quarterback with Donta Foreman in that 18th round? You know, that's the that's the kind of difference maker you can get at the running back or wider, you know, a little less wide receiver now, maybe tight end. Maybe it's maybe you you're able to get Higby. Right, I, I'm just throwing guys out there. You were able to get Higby on a team that you wouldn't otherwise have gotten Higby on because you would have taken a 15th round quarterback instead of a 15th round tight end. There's just so many ways that you can get to some of these things that we talk about, but everyone in this whole game does it the same way. Draft two quarterbacks, got to have at least two quarterbacks, got to have at least two tight ends, right? Don't cross over their buys, got to get at least a minimum of, you know, five people are just barely still doing the hyper fragile thing at running back, right? People, it's like, I got to get at least my five or six running backs that, you know, everybody just drafts the same way. And if you do little deviations, like you're talking about with, instead of Davis mills, put Minshew on the Hertz team or just take Hertz and put Donta Foreman yeah. on the Hertz team. Like little things like that are, have been such valuable lessons to me this year. If, if I, and if I did that on this team, if we took Donta Foreman, we'd be looking at a 22 score from him instead of Garrett, um, Zach Wilson a two from Wilson. Yeah. Right. And Tannehill got us nothing. I mean, and this is obviously hyper-focused on one team, but I think it's a, when Hertz advanced 27, 28, 29%, we have a gigantic sample size of imagine if all these Hertz teams either didn't draft another quarterback or if they drafted Gardner Minshew. And I'm not saying that I, that's, I'm only doing this with the elites, right? Like I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm going to, as soon as I draft Hertz, I'm like, well, got to draft Minshew now or I drafted Hertz can't draft another quarterback. Now it's going to be a mixed bag. It's still going to be Hertz with some guys. It's still going to be naked Hertz teams and it's still going to be Hertz with some Minshew here and there. And I think, if we want to get like really hyper specific on a team like the big dog, and we'll talk about this in the off season, I like doing the Minshew play on that team a little bit more based on advance rate stuff and everything. So like, yep, I think any big buy-in, if I draft an elite quarterback, I'm going to have a high rate of drafting their backup. Right. Pending their backup. Again, like we talked about last week, Minshew, is the absolute, it just so happened to play out this way, so it's really easy. Mm-hmm. You're the best backup quarterback in the league who really can slot in, he can't do what Jalen Hurts can do, but no, like, would you rather have Gardner Minshew or Matt Ryan or Davis Mills or Carson? Went, of course, you would rather have Gardner oh. Minshew. What so, did he get like 16 this week? Some I don't remember offhand, and, and, but like and, somewhere and in that wheelhouse could have been, I mean, could have been way, way more. Um, yeah, he actually, he actually has upside. One thing, I, one thing I will, um, add, and this is this is definitely true. Updog says uh, next year 
the with the we all agree we've we've said this a lot of times the elite quarterbacks are going to get pushed up so he's saying like a solo quarterback build will be more popular and i do agree it will be more popular but that's it's kind of like i guess it would be two things it's like how zero rb got more popular this year Mm-hmm. But still, most still, people don't do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so a few more people will draft the solo Josh Allen team. That, not a lot. But, but a, a lot. few more people out of um, a half a million people is like useless. You know what I mean? It's more, but it really doesn't mean anything in a tangible sense. It's kind of like the assumption of rational coaching type thing. Like, we assume because we're going to push all these elite quarterbacks up that other people are going to be smart. And be like, well, if I'm going to draft Josh Allen in the first round, maybe I'll draft him as the only quarterback a little bit more and take this approach. But people don't do like people just don't. You're going to get to the 17th round, and they're going to be like, Davis Mills. Yeah, they're going to do it every. Yeah, they're they're going to. They're just going to. I, 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 it's hard to explain human psychology. I'm not a psychology expert, but that that's kind of just what it's going to be. People cannot get past that. We're years away from people getting to these kind of concepts. We are a small fraction of the people that are drafting drafting teams on underdog and DraftKings and drafters. Like the people that take it real seriously, right? So you're going to hear it more because we're going to talk about it on stream. You're going to see it on the Discord multiple times over the off season, probably at nauseum as people trickle in and start wanting to talk about it more. It's going to keep getting rehashed. But your normal, you know, guy that's drafting 10 bbm teams over two months he's he's gonna play it like his regular fantasy football league he needs two three quarterbacks he needs to draft elite running backs he's the fantasy football counselor i'm not scared to call him out like like the guys that listen to the fantasy football counselor and take that advice and think he's like giving you good advice that's who's the majority of the people are drafting right Mm -hmm. and and that's what we're gonna see Still, now it's going to not feel that way because it's like if we're 10 people, if me, you and eight of our friends are talking poker all the time and you're like, you know, in a vacuum, 90 percent of the time you should be opening ace king under the gun at 2.3 X, like a lot of the time. Like, and so you're doing it, you're doing it, you're doing it. Then you go to the table and 75 percent of the table <laughs> is opening at 4 X, 5 X, 6 X, oh, 8 X because they're playing jacks, right? They don't know how to play pocket jacks. They hate pocket jacks. So they're playing pocket jacks at 8X. They don't know how to play solo QB. They don't know how to play a quarterback with a with a with their backup QB. They don't know. They don't like it. It's not comfortable. They don't like playing jacks. They don't like that queen hitting Fair the point. flop. Right. So, like we are a minuscule section. We're growing, obviously, because as things get more popular, we grow. But like you said, it's 400,000 people. It's less than that when you take the 150, but say it's 200,000 people. What do you think that percentage is ever sitting there going, what did I do wrong this year? What did I do wrong this year? What can I do better? Watch poker players. 90% of them will never say, what did I do wrong? They're like, I can't Ran believe back. you called me with King Queen <laughs> on the turn on a 10 Jack deuce board with one club. And you got, it's like, bro, like, what are you talking about? So, yep. Or they yeah. ran bad, right? They they got it. They got it in on a coin flip, or a little better than a coin flip, and right, you got sucked. Somebody sucked out on you. That's just, yeah. That, that, it's human nature. I, I'm not saying. Look, I, I, 
we just pulled up a team where I'm going to score like 150 points and I'm going to finish ninth in the fucking pod, yeah. <laughs> you know, in BBM. Like, do I feel like I ran bad? Yes, you're goddamn right. I'm human. I feel like I ran bad. But that's what most people will do and carry that over into the next year and not think about all this shit. Not think about, okay, how do I take the things that I saw? Not Not like the things that I saw results. Like... We knew this about Josh Allen before. We knew this about Patrick Holmes, mm-hmm. Mahomes before years ago. Yep. Not even just this year or last year. We knew the power of this elite quarterback. It's been being talked about for forever, right? And so, but people people are so set in their ways, and then they take the results as strictly variants when it runs against them, point blank, period. There's no more conversation about how do I take that and learn from the process that I just experienced, which is what we're trying to do here is not just say, fuck, I went all in on Javante Williams. I ran bad. Now I'm not going to go all in on another player. That's not the lesson, but there are lessons around. We use this quarterback thing because it's really easy to articulate the like elite quarterback and backup quarterback thing, as opposed to some other structures and strategies. But like you and I, you and I are not saying like, I'm going to draft a bunch of solo, like all my Josh Allen teams are going to be solo teams or all my Hertz teams are going to be with Minshew or what. No one is saying that, but we're saying that there are potential things, gaps in the market that we can figure out. And as Updog says, even if people start to do them more, that does not mean that they're efficiently being utilized. That's what I believe about zero running back. Maybe next year zero running back will be efficient. The moment that zero running back, which I don't believe this will be true, maybe ever but zero the moment zero running back becomes efficiently utilized by the market you'll you'll be listening to me talk about robust builds for fucking six months because yeah. it will that, then it will flip then the robust teams are now the underutilized structure right but the whole point about zero running back is not only are the gains so outsized as we have now seen for this whole goddamn season how good zero running back can be look at the results of this year but no one does it Right. right. There was like less than 10% of teams and this was last year and BBM two did zero running back. And now this year, you know, Hayden, I'm sure will do Hayden as always does awesome research. We'll do it again. It will be higher than 10%, but it should be like 40, 35. I don't know. I'm just throwing out numbers. Efficient, efficient ownership of these things should be a number. And we're so far away from it. And that's the thing with the quarterback stuff is even when people start to catch on, not enough people are going to do it, and that's the edge. Yeah, I mean, I thought the edge all year was the fifth-round elite quarterbacks with Mahomes, Hurts, Kyler, Lamar. And it. I think it mostly proved to be true. Kyler died, Lamar died. But if you had Hurts or Mahomes, like how, we see the numbers that they advanced, right? And like you said, they're going to get bumped up. And to your point about the 10% zero RB teams, that number is even skewed because it's like 100 teams. And two of those hundreds that of the ten percent were my team and you and Pete's team. Yeah, right. So what's right. the field doing? Right, we were the like only. A, I believe we were the only top, like even like twenty five true zero RB team in BBM last year. Pete and I's team. Yeah. So like, on the one little micro scale that we can skew the numbers a little bit, we're skewing them, and I think that helps show you how like much it wasn't being used last year. Uh, so these are the things that we need to constantly be thinking about talking about more than once uh, you know, like we have to hammer these points in to see what we like about it. I'm, I'm like, 
looking at Hertz, it's like clearly it's contest selection. It's going to be more in big buy and stuff. We are advancing at a higher rate uh, to have a better chance, but I'm going to still do it on BBM teams, 5% teams, maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't know the number right now, but I'll, I'll look at it and I'll figure it out. Um, I, I do agree. Peng, Pengs brings up through a similar vein. And, and, and again, I'm not saying that elite tight end isn't a thing, but if you, mm-hmm. if you listen to a lot of people and, and again, a lot of smart people and no one's saying that they were wrong necessarily. The point was though, that lots of people were like saying elite tight end is the edge. Elite tight end is the edge, right? You got to draft Kelsey. There was five guys, Kelsey, Pitts, Andrews, Kittle, Waller. If you don't have one of them, like they're, you know, the elite tight end brethren would be like, you know, you your team sucks, right? You left your team with TJ Hawkinson as your tight end one. You left your team with Tyler Higby and Evan Ingram as your tight ends. Your team sucks. And those teams just dunked all over everybody, <laughs> you know, for the last couple of weeks. It's 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 not that elite tight end can't be a thing. It's that it also had become a, a thing that everybody has acknowledged as as what we thought was an edge. And it's not really true. Now, of course, Travis Kelsey was an edge and George Kittle has popped off. They're proving that point. But on the flip side, it's not the only way to win. Right. And that's kind of the point is there's not one way to win this game. And we need to think about all those other avenues um, like Tyler Higby proved, like TJ Hawkins approved, like Gardner Minshew proved, like Josh Allen has proved. Right. And so anyway, we've gone on about that, but clearly like, that's what I'm excited for uh, now as we head into this Monday night football game. Like I'm legit excited for more excited than for this game, for this game. I'm excited for all this other shit uh, that we get to talk about for the next nine months. So do we want to end the show by showing our last offensive rankings before we get out of here? Or do we want to hold that? Let's hold it. Let's hold it. Let's hold it. And let's give a, I, I you know, me, you know, uh, I, I like to reuse this uh, bit on every single show we've talked we talked for the first like 45 minutes about this monday night game and like oh i just need 30 from alec pierce i just need 40 from gerald everett what is what is the actual thing that you could see happening tonight from a ceiling perspective from a player that will get somebody to week 17 in one of their best but like which which one of these guys is actually (laughs) gonna help people get to week 17, not just like praying for uh, us and all of our friends to have a big Alec, big Alec Pierce game. I mean, it's gotta be Mike Williams, right? Mike Williams can put up his 30 ball game tonight, especially mm-hmm. if you're on DK with three point bonus, two touchdowns, hundred and you know, 50 yards or something like that. Eckler could do some damage to the Colts defense. And I'd say those are the two biggest ones it's like the chalk answer, especially saying Eckler, but I think Mike Williams could absolutely crush souls tonight. But Eckler also isn't really that chalky. Like he's the chalk answer in terms of he's right. probably the highest projected scoring player in the game, but like he's really right. Uh, people with Eckler right now are sweating bullets probably because you need his score. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of high scores, um, mainly at fucking tight end, but you know, you, you probably need his score to advance if you have Eckler. Um, I don't have any of him in the semifinals, but um, he's actually a pretty good one, I think. I'm going to throw out on the on the opposite side. 
I don't imagine a lot of people dra- drafted Jelani. Yeah. But I think it's one of the Colts tight ends. I really, I really do believe that. I think that um, Kylan Granson being out is like a real thing in terms of the boost to those other two guys. Could you ask me to guess which one it's going to be? No, no, no. I'm not interested in guessing between Mo Cox and, and Jelani. But I think one of them is going to have a bit like like a two touchdown game uh, tonight. I think Nick Foles helps them, and I think Kylan Granson being out is like a huge, huge, huge boost to to both of their upsides. So I think it's either Mo Alley. Eckler on one side, you know, Mo Alley on the other side. I think if you're sitting with some of those guys, sorry to all of us with Alec Pierce and <laughs> Gerald Everett and and everything, but um, I think those are the most favorable guys tonight. The Everett game's live. I will say the Everett game is, more so than is. the Pierce game is live, um, just based on what that offense can do, not as much this year, but I think it's a possibility. Um yeah, I think that's going to do it for me. I, I think, again, we have so many conversations to have after this season. But going into week 17, I would just like to say, I hope everybody likes to hear sea shanties because we are going <laughs> to be playing it at nauseum for the next six to seven days. I already got some good plans for show intros and all sorts of fun, <laughs> fun stuff with the shanty. But um, for all of you that hung out with us, thank you. We appreciate you. And we're going to be streaming every day this week. We are going to be mixing in. I mentioned this on Twitter, uh, some playoff best ball stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, week 17 is the week of the year for for everybody that plays regular season best ball. So we're going to try to not interrupt that. But uh, we'll obviously be, be back tomorrow talking the final results of week 16 starting to dive into week 17 and then we'll also be like i said putting out playoff best ball stuff so just this week is going to be crazy hope you had a good holiday uh because you're going to be hearing a lot more from us over the the course of the last couple days did i miss anything that we need to bring up i just want to know when our off season is never (laughs) why did we sign up for this why did we sign up for the best ball thing because the moment that week 17 is over underdog's probably going to have 2023 contests out like that you know that whatever the the before the big board right the big board was the the contest they launched last year whatever they're going to put something out before the big board you know uh we're going to be doing this year round but i mean that's the fun that's that's fun we can speculate on all this year round yeah, we get to keep track of the movements too from December to September 10th or 11th, right before the the kickoff happens. So lots yeah. of fun as always. As always. And uh, like I said, we will be back tomorrow. We'll see you guys. Good luck. The game's kicking off. Good luck to everyone that needs anything at all in this game. We're praying for you and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>